people will always find you setting boundaries weird if you've never done it before. The faster you start setting boundaries, the faster people will start to respect them. No one's going to care about your dreams as much as you do. And if you're a people pleaser, you're going to have a really hard time doing what's necessary that is just carving your own unique path. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1006, Balancing Fun in Chasing Your Dreams. If Alan had his way, it would have been Harmonizing Fun in Chasing Your Dreams. I like my title better. Today, for episode number 1007, Overcoming Peer Pressure and People Pleasing. So one of the things that we have realized from talking to many of our amazing listeners is one of the common wounds that we all share, Alan and myself included, oftentimes is low self-worth. And if you do not believe you are worthy, you are going to fall into the category of somebody who is probably a people pleaser. There's a book called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin, and the vast majority of humans, I believe it's 80% in her estimate, are what's considered obligers. And somebody who is an obliger is a people pleaser. That is what obliging means. It means putting somebody's wants and desires ahead of your, your own. So today's episode is focused on that. How do you overcome that? Especially if you're a dream chaser, especially if you're used to just saying yes, even if you don't want to, that's probably holding you back in some way, shape, or form. I remember, it, this was earlier in our relationship, uh, but Taryn and I went to her, her mom's house for a cookout. And I told Taryn, I said, hey, I have to leave at noon. I have, like, I have to leave at noon because we had... I think we were doing team calls on the weekend at that point. Yeah, we were doing team calls. Our team calls were Saturday at noon. And <laughs> yeah, worst time ever. And I remember I talked to Taryn about it and I said, yeah, I like I got to go at noon. You know, I have to be on this team call. Even if it's on the car ride home, I have to be at this team call. And we got to her mom's house and her mom Four said, hey, let's go. team back then. Yeah, it was a small, it was a small team. And <laughs> I remember when we got there, we were, I think we were sitting outside or something because there was COVID and we were trying to social distance. And I remember her mom said, hey, we're running a little behind on food today. And I said, yeah, no worries. If I don't get to eat, I don't get to eat. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, I have to leave. I have to leave at noon. I have a team call today. And she said, well, what if you, what if you don't have time to eat? And I said, it's fine. I'll just get food when I get home. It's no big deal. Like I have to be on this, this team call. It's non-negotiable. Like I have to, I'm, I am one of the two people that is like, created the team. I got to be on the call. That's, it's just a necessary thing. And I remember like, as it got closer to time, she kept asking, she said like, can you stay just a little bit longer so you can eat? And I was like, no, mom, it's fine. Like, I don't have to eat. It's not a big deal. I, I didn't really come here to eat. Like I came here to see you guys. It's not a big deal. And then when it was time, I said, okay, I got to go. 
Like, like I got to take off. And she's like, are you sure? Like, you can't stay. And I said, no, I, I really, really have to go. Like, this is, this is necessary. I must do this. This is a non-negotiable for me. Now, I do want to put this out there that I, again, I tend to be pretty good at this. There's kind of a running joke between Taryn and I and anybody else really, where if you want to leave, just let me know and I'll just get us to go. Cause it's just like, I'm when I'm, when it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go. I just, when I want to go, I got to go. That's just who I am. And I don't necessarily deal with this at the level that I think a lot of other people do. I don't know where that comes from. I think again, part of that is because my family was never some, somebody who would guilt me. They would never guilt me for leaving or not showing up somewhere at a given time. That's just, that's not the way I, uh, the way I was raised. And I think that's definitely helped me, but I think you have to, you really have to lean into setting your boundaries and keeping them. And you have to understand that you're going to regret it. If you, if you say to somebody, Hey, I have to do blank at blank time and you don't do it, you're going to hurt your self-esteem. You're really, really going to hurt your self-esteem. I remember one time, Alan, I went over uh, to one of our mutual friends houses to pick something up. And cause so this person actually lives where I used to live. And I went over there and I was like, I really, really only have like a half hour. Like I have to get over there, get what I need and get out of there. I'm on a very tight schedule today. I like, I have to go. And I went over and I had a really good conversation with this person, but like in the middle of the conversation, I was like, Hey, I gotta go. I gotta take off. I, I got places to be. That's just the way I am. So I don't usually find that that changes my decision-making that much. So I'm probably not the best person to take advice from when it comes to this, but I do think that you have to understand that people will always find you setting boundaries weird if you've never done it before. The faster you start setting boundaries, the faster people will start to respect them. And you'll also get a very clear picture of people who aren't going to respect them. If they don't respect your boundaries, that's a deeper conversation for you to have. But if you want to overcome peer pressure and people pleasing, you first have to check in with why you're doing it. Well, I'm afraid if I don't do what this person asked me to do, they're not going to like me. Okay, dig deeper. Why? Well, you know, when I was younger, if I didn't do what I was told, I got punished. Okay, why? And then you can really, really dig into that identity level of why is this actually affecting you the way it is. Alan, what's your take on all this? I, I think that we all, at a very deep level, value um, belonging and fitting in somewhere. And it's it's a very natural experience. I mean, if you've ever jumped on a Zoom with a bunch of people or given a speech in front of a lot of people or been at a party or a wedding, you really get these social triggers of like, I want to fit in here. I want to be liked. I want to, I don't want to be ostracized. I, I, I want other people to have a high opinion of me. And I think that's a very natural thing. And a lot of people claim that they don't have that. And I think that those people actually are the ones, believe it or not, who have it the most. They just, they just have an ego about it. Uh, and I think, you know, even when we're on the team huddle, for example, you don't want to offend anybody. You don't want anyone to be mad at you. You, you, we all are optimizing for that in a way. And so it's very difficult to be at a party or a wedding or, or on a team huddle or give a speech and not have this desire to be liked. Mm. And one of the the really big challenges that I have, but I, I think all of us have is, we have to say things and do things that other people 
disagree with if we want to create change. And even on this podcast, just speaking honestly, Kevin and I want every listener to resonate with what we're saying, but we also have to say what we actually believe. We cannot appease. We cannot just say, you know, affirming positive thinky stuff all the time. We Sometimes we have to say like, listen, you, you got to get to work. You, you, you're not going to achieve your dreams if you're not working hard. And, and a lot of people do not like when I say those things. And they've said that to me. And so we all find ourselves in this, in this interesting spot where we have to stay authentic and true to who we are, but yet we also have to collaborate and align with a lot of other people. And we all have different core aspirations. We all have different core values. We all have very different core beliefs. You know, and, and it's very difficult. It's almost like there's three scenarios. Scenario one, Kevin and I jump on the mic and we completely agree on everything. Scenario two, uh, which is the scenario we're, we're optimizing for, is Kevin has his perspective, I have my perspective, and we try to find a beautiful drive to five and through line for this episode. Option three is we completely disagree and can't even do the episode. Luckily, that third option only happened a couple times. We've had to re-record a couple. Uh, but but I think that's the challenge is one person has to give a little and then the other person give a little. And and if you are an, an obliger or an appeaser or a people pleaser, you might find yourself on the wrong end of that too many times at the, at the detriment of your own self-respect. And I'll give an example. So uh, when Emilia and I first moved into this this beautiful condo, my mom wanted to come over and see it, and she brought um, her dog, my sister's dog, essentially. Her name's Shiloh, and and Shiloh immediately came up and uh, peed on my carpet in my office, <laughs> right over here. And that was like a whole thing because now Tucker, who's Emilia and I's dog, wants to like remark his territory in the same spot because it's like that territorial thing. And so we had to put Tucker, you know, in the bathroom with like a gate and then Shiloh and him were barking across the house the whole time. And it, it was like this big thing. And it's like, we couldn't enjoy ourselves at all. And so we had to tell my mom, like, when you have Shiloh, like you can't bring Shiloh anymore um, because we can't have that happen again. Because for like a couple of days after that, Tucker was peeing in that spot. Yep. And it, so it's a whole thing. But it's really hard to set a boundary like that because, of course, I love Shiloh. I want to see Shiloh. I want to see my mom. I want us to have a great experience. The problem is that's not how it works. And this is how we operate. And this is just like Kevin at the barbecue. Like, I, I got to go. This is how I operate. And so if you're out there. Hi, my name is Tim Melanson, and I have a web development agency called Creative Crew Agency. And I'm also a podcast host of the Work at Home Rockstar podcast. I met Alan a little over a year ago through my podcast. He was a guest on my podcast and we had an epic conversation and I was just really impressed with his work ethic. So I uh, decided to take him up on his 30 minute consultation and I really liked what he had to say. He was very reliant on systems, which I was in the market for a coach at the time and I was looking for something that would allow me to synergize my businesses, but make me feel like I'm actually more productive as well. And uh, I was impressed by his podcast as well. I was impressed by Kevin. And so I decided to jump on board with him. And it's been a little over a year now. My business has grown. But more importantly, 
I feel much less stressed and much more purposeful with uh, what I'm doing in the direction that I'm going. So I definitely highly recommend Alan. If you're looking for some accountability, if you're looking for some tools, then look him up, take him up on his consultation. Thank you so much. Bye. Thinking, think about your own life. Think about where you're at on this. Are you on Kevin's end of like, listen, I'm out. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I gotta go. Or are you on, on the end of like, honestly, you're always obliging and you're letting people pee on your carpets for lack of better phrasing. And I think that the self-worth piece, and this will be the last thing that I, I share here. I used to think that self-belief and self-worth were the same thing. And Emilia illuminated for me that they're not even close to the same thing. Self-belief is, yes, I know in my heart of hearts that I can build this magnificent castle. Self-worth is, I'm going to build the castle and then I'm just going to invite everybody over and they're going to, you know, ruin the bathrooms and spill beer on the carpets and they're going to they're gonna be disrespectful and I'm just going to tolerate that. I didn't know that I had high self-belief and low self-worth. And I was allowing a lot of people to disrespect me and I had very low boundaries in the past. And I've since changed that and there's a drive to five there too because you don't want to be entitled. You don't want to be like, you know, my time's so valuable that I never show up type of thing. And, and you don't want to have an ego about this. But I think it's important to figure out like, where are you at on this spectrum? Zero to 10, how much of a people pleaser are you? And if it's 10, you're going to have to, I would say there's an inverse correlation between people pleasing and achieving your goals and dreams, your core values. Because if you're, if you're a level 10 people pleaser, most of your decision-making paradigm is based on what is going to get you love or get you to fit in or get you validation rather than what is really hard is dream chasing. So if you're a dream chaser and you have high people pleasing, you're going to have to shift that because no one else cares about your dreams as much as you do. They never will. We have an amazing team, okay? But no one cares about this NLU as much as Kevin and I do and they shouldn't, right? It's, it's okay. We're supposed to, Kevin and I will do anything, whatever it takes, no matter what, to succeed at NLU and and we're very fortunate to have a team that really is all in like as far as teams go I, I want to say that clearly too I mean they're just all in uh, statistically speaking but no one's going to care about your dreams as much as you do and if you're a people pleaser you're going to have a really hard time doing what's necessary that is just carving your own unique path that isn't it isn't common. It isn't normal. You're going to have to leave the barbecue early. You're going to have to not go to the barbecue. Very last thing, I'm I'm not going to a grad party for one of my cousin, one of my cousins, and um, I know that that's bothering some of my family, and I do feel bad because I love Livy and I'm super proud of her, but I have six coaching calls and I have two podcasts that day, and I had those scheduled long before I got the invite, and it's. I'm not going to be able to be there. And even if I was able to be there, it's up in New Hampshire, so I'm not going to do that that drive. But I have to sacrifice that. I have to make that choice of like, listen, they're going to be mad at me, and I know that. But I'm not going to people please and drive up to New Hampshire on a Saturday and skip all my... Because I'm letting my clients down or I'm letting Livy down. You're always going to be letting somebody down. Just make sure you're not constantly letting yourself down and your dreams down. Because at the end of the day, if you spend your life trying to please everybody, you're going to end up empty like I was at 26, realizing that I, I was not focused enough on, on what I value most. And um, I think that's important. And you got to check in, too. To Alan's point, 
there have definitely been times that, where I've broken rapport. Just like, all right, I'm going to leave. Just like in the middle of a conversation. It's like, I've seen it. Yeah, I've yeah. Alan, it. <laughs> Alan saw it recently. Yeah. But I honestly, and this is my thought process, I went into it saying, I'm going to stay for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And when that amount of time, when the, when the timer goes off, I'm going to take off. That, I literally felt it when I turned around. I was like, well, I just broke rapport, but I have to. This is just who I am. This is what I have to do. I decided in advance. And I'm going to add this quick story. I know this might not land, and I know it's not super, um, it might not resonate, right? It might not resonate with everybody, but it's a it's an option to practice. So I was supposed to be on a podcast the other day, and this is my rule. If you are five minutes late for something, I go. I just leave. Now, I don't mean that in a negative way. From what I've seen, if somebody's five minutes late, they're not coming. It's not usually not a technical issue. If you're a minute or two late, it's maybe it's a technical issue. But if you're five minutes late for a 30-minute call, maybe you forgot about it, it got overscheduled, or something happened. There's just a lack of communication. So I was supposed to be on this podcast. I waited three minutes. Usually I wait five, but I had a feeling. And the reason, there was other reasons I had a feeling. The, the name of the interview was off and I was like, this is probably Jeff. So I waited three minutes and I left the room because nobody showed up. And I got an email from this person like five minutes later and they called me and left a voicemail. And the people pleaser part of me wanted to say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I thought you weren't going to be there. So I left the room. Yeah, sure. Let me drop what I'm doing and let's do it. The person that had the boundary said, look, I, I old, totally understand you were starting your computer, you were five minutes late or three minutes late, whatever it was, I totally understand, but this is my process. When somebody is late, usually in the past, that means they're not showing up, and rather than me stick around for 10 or 15 minutes, I just go to the next thing on my list because I want to make sure I'm getting as much done as possible. I hope you understand. I'm open to rescheduling. I'd love to do it. This was my thought process behind what I did. So Strong that's one. just an example of Maybe that's me testing like, well, maybe I should have waited five, right? I should have waited five. I probably overshot the gun and I don't want it to be from a place of ego. I want to make sure that I'm keeping the promises to myself. I don't want to say like, well, what if they show up at 10.07? Like, what if they what if they come and they're disappointed? No, no, that's not how I want to live, right? So again, you can definitely overshoot and I've definitely done that in the past. So I want to make sure I add to that. Okay, we have to go because we have a call with the team. Speaking of our wonderful team. Next, Level Nation. If you are somebody out there right now who says, yeah, this this episode really landed because I find myself people-pleasing. I find myself putting my dreams, my goals, my aspirations, my alignment on the back burner for somebody else. We have a private Facebook group that is filled with people who want to help you accomplish your goals and you won't have to people-please. You can actually lean into the most authentic version of yourself. It's called Next Level Nation. Totally free, totally private. Click the link in the show notes and you will be there. If you do struggle with obliging, people-pleasing, yes, join Next Level Nation, you can actually turn that disadvantage into an advantage when you hire a coach. I have many clients who have struggled with people-pleasing in the past and now they crush it in my program because we set you up with a runway for success where it's like, I and I literally have said this before, you know, insert X client's name, you're not only letting yourself down, you're letting me down too. So you got to show up. You got you to gotta track your habits. You got to do this. And they've been way, way more effective and more consistent with me than they were in the past because it's just like, it's just like this. If you have promised your best friend tomorrow that you're going to be in the gym at 8 a.m. and that they're going to miss their workout or not have as good a workout, if you don't show up, 
you're much more likely to show up. That is what a coach does for you. So it's bi-weekly, next-level business solutions. Click the link in the show notes to check it out. We do bi-weekly coaching. I have some people weekly, some bi-weekly, some monthly, but bi-weekly is the one I recommend. Um, it's a lot more affordable than you think. Please reach out to me. Check out the details in the show notes, and we're going to set you up with a runway, and we're going to take your appeasing and your obliger nature and actually turn it into an advantage by you obliging the system that we co-create. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1008, Belief Comes From Proof. I went to the suit store to get my tux for Taryn and I's uh, wedding party and elopement, and I learned some important lessons that we're going to bring to that episode. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Lazarus 88 Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.